The following presentation is brought to you by the Realm Network. Buzz Burbank, news and comment. Tuesday, August 23rd, 2016. From the one-man worldwide newsroom, this is free and independent news. Made possible when you shop back to school using my Amazon links at buzzburbank.com. With new advisors around Donald Trump and with him more likely to listen as he dipped in the polls, Trump is rethinking one of the things that made him beloved by some of his most ardent supporters, deporting 11 million undocumented immigrants. Trump has now been told, perhaps for the first time, how much that would exactly cost and how difficult that would be. Trump is at least considering a change, judging from remarks by his new campaign manager, Kellyanne Conway, who says Trump's position on forced immigration is to be determined. Trump's position started very firmly last fall. People here illegally should be kicked out. But by the start of this summer, after hearing the blowback, Trump softened his position to deporting just, quote, the bad dudes. Trump appears to be doing more listening these days, meeting over the weekend with an Hispanic advisory council. He told them he's looking for a more humane way to deal with the undocumented immigrants, so long as it's efficient. Campaign manager Kellyanne Conway says Trump wants to, quote, make sure we enforce the law that we're respectful of those Americans who are looking for jobs and that we're fair and humane to those who live among us. Before she joined the campaign, Conway said she thought Trump ought to make public his tax returns, as has every other presidential candidate for about 40 years. Now that she's his campaign manager, Conway says they won't be released until the IRS audit is complete, a date even the IRS says it doesn't know. Conway says that now she's inside the Trump campaign, she understands the seriousness of an audit. This is the best week, I think, so far in the Trump campaign, says Conway, mostly because he's able to be himself, the authentic Donald Trump. But many would argue it was the authentic Trump that got the candidate into trouble, off-the-cuff comments costing him in the polls. Party chair Reince Priebus believes it was a good week because Trump softened his tone and stuck to a teleprompter. And Priebus predicts that if Trump can stick to that script, he'll be tied with Clinton in the polls by Labor Day, less than two weeks from now. The latest daily UPI poll has Trump trailing Clinton now by less than 1%. And Clinton continues to be haunted by the private email server she used as Secretary of State. The FBI says it just found another nearly 15,000 emails from her days at the State Department. That's on top of the 30,000 the State Department turned over to investigators two years ago. There may be some overlap, however. The FBI says it's rifling through these new emails to weed out the duplicates and the personal stuff. The State Department says it'll release the first of these new emails in mid-October, about three weeks before the presidential election. Virginia Governor Terry McAuliffe is essentially saying, okay, I'll do it your way. The Democratic governor, in a recent executive order, granted voting rights to the 200,000 former felons in his state. It was partly a trendy effort to give ex-offenders a stake in society to help keep them on the legal side of life. It was partly to re-register people who were likely to vote Democrat. Virginia's Republican lawmakers challenged the governor's order in the state's Supreme Court, and they won. The court ruled that although the governor has the right to restore voting rights, he cannot do it en masse, that it has to be one at a time. So McAuliffe's been busy at his desk restoring those voting rights one by one. As of yesterday, he'd restored them to 13,000 ex-cons who can now vote, serve on juries, become notary publics, or even run for public office. McAuliffe says he'll get to the rest of the 200,000 one by one, as the court has instructed. He says it's the right thing to do. 
Quoting McAuliffe, Virginia's felon disenfranchisement policy is rooted in a tragic history of voter suppression and marginalization of minorities, and he says it needs to be overturned. Some Republican-controlled states continue to restrict voting with multiple new rules, and while voters do feel more secure requiring photo IDs to vote, they disagree with the avoidance of automatic registration and the efforts to restrict early voting. Big time. A new Gallup poll shows four out of five Americans from both parties approve of automatic registration and early voting, options that have been limited in those crackdown states. But four out of five of us also favor photo IDs, even though those IDs are hard to get for some younger, older, and minority voters. In some states, photo IDs are required to vote, but college photo IDs don't count, keeping many young voters away from the polls. Many elderly and minority voters don't keep their IDs current. Under the 14th Amendment to the Constitution, each state makes its own election laws, so it would take a constitutional amendment to unify the system. By eight days after Ryan Lochte told his mom and the world he'd been robbed at gunpoint in Rio, Lochte's sponsors were climbing out of the pool. Speedo and Ralph Lauren say they're dropping their deals with Lochte now that they've heard his side of the story. Lochte's apology, such as it was, had him repeatedly using the word over-exaggerated. While Lochte said he takes full responsibility for the incident and the over-exaggeration, to many it fell short of a proper confession and apology. Lochte had lied about his taxi being pulled over. He'd lied or misunderstood about the robbery that was actually a demand for reimbursement for vandalism. Lochte and the swimmers who partied with him that night are now facing losing their Olympic gold medals and at the very least, suspensions. Speedo says it'll donate $50,000 that would have gone to Lochte to save the children's efforts in Brazil. A Japanese mattress company has dropped Lochte as its spokesman as well, along with a company called Gentle Hair Removal. Transgender rights and the Obama administration both suffered setbacks yesterday at the hands of a federal judge in Fort Worth, Texas. Texas and a dozen other red states had sued the government over its recent guidelines that threatened to cut federal funding for schools that wouldn't allow transgenders to use the restrooms of their identities. U.S. District Court Judge Reed O'Connor, who has now temporarily blocked those guidelines, says his ruling isn't about privacy or discrimination. He says the Education Department didn't follow the proper procedures in creating those guidelines and that they conflict with laws already on the books. Earlier this month, the U.S. Supreme Court temporarily blocked a lower court order that forced a school in Virginia to let a transgendered male use the boys' restrooms. In that ruling, the court said boys' restrooms were for biological males. Texas' attorney general is pleased with the way things are going. Quoting Ken Paxton, the court ruled against the Obama administration's latest illegal federal overreach. And Paxton had more to say, adding, this president is attempting to rewrite the laws enacted by the elected representatives of the people. That, says Paxton, cannot be allowed to continue. The fight for transgender rights may have taken a life in Turkey. A well-known Turkish transgender woman, 23-year-old Handi Kader, who went missing a month ago, has been murdered. Her burned body has been found in a forest just outside Istanbul, about a month after she became famous by standing up to the water cannons of riot police during a gay pride parade. Turkey is a religious, conservative country, but for whatever reasons, it embraced Hyundai Kader, and many of its citizens are outraged by her killing. More than 200 Turks turned out in Istanbul over the weekend for a peaceful protest. 
Now in its fourth year with over 3 million downloads, this is Buzz Burbank News and Comment on the Realm Network. Don't forget to slow down for school zones as schools get back in session across the country. And whether it's for back to school or off to college, Amazon Prime Student makes it faster, easier, and more affordable. Like Amazon Prime, a student membership means free two-day shipping and unlimited video streaming of TV shows and movies. But a Prime Student membership starts with a six-month free trial and offers exclusive deals and promotions and a safe place to store all the photos you want at no extra charge. Help support this free daily newscast and save time and money by going through my Amazon links at buzzburbank.com to sign up for your free trial now. In fact, you can even make money by getting your friends to sign up. Amazon offers a $5 bounty for each customer referral for members of Student Prime. Sign up today and support this free daily news whether you stay with it or not. There's nothing to lose since the first six months are free. You'll find everything you need at Amazon, including the best deals on textbooks, new and used. So don't miss out. Join Amazon Student Prime today. For that and all your Amazon shopping, thank you for using my links at buzzburbank.com. Investigators are now mostly certain that Prince did not commit suicide when he took a deadly self-administered overdose of fentanyl earlier this year. He had been taking painkillers after hip surgery, Vicodin. But stashed around the house in vitamin and aspirin bottles were fentanyl pills, each one a hundred times stronger than morphine. Even the pills themselves were mislabeled, indicating they were likely counterfeit and likely gotten illegally. Investigators say the overdose appears to have been accidental. It was an overdose of fentanyl that also killed singer Michael Jackson. Disney says it isn't a hundred percent sure that it's captured or killed the alligator that killed a two-year-old boy at one of its resort hotels in Orlando. It has captured or killed a half-dozen gators of the size of the one that took Nebraska's Lane Gaves, including a couple of females that have been hanging around that end of the lagoon. But comparing the bite marks on the body with the teeth and the DNA of the captured gators, they're pretty sure the killer is gone, but not 100% sure. The lagoon where the boy was dragged away from his family into the water is now lined with a rock wall where there was no barrier before. Business has been off a bit at Disney World and Florida's other theme parks this year thanks to this incident, a rash of park accidents around the country, and the Zika virus. Chlorine kills a lot of the bad stuff that can get into swimming pools, but not all of it. Chlorine has less of an effect on crypto, cryptosporidium, a microscopic parasite that's sometimes found in fecal matter. People who have diarrhea or people not finessed in hygiene, especially children, can introduce that matter into a public pool. Even poor hand washing can allow contamination. Someone who then swallows or inhales even a small amount of tainted water may be dealing with stomach cramps, vomiting, and fever for a week or two. It's why public pools in the Phoenix area have been closed for the past three weeks. The Maricopa County Health Department shut them down after more than 100 people got sick. Health officials are advising swimmers when they return to take frequent bathroom breaks to wash their hands and to try not to swallow any pool water. In South Arlington, Virginia, on the edge of Washington, D.C., parents are up in arms about the serial pooper who's left unpleasant surprises on the playground equipment in a public park. On about five occasions so far this year, human feces have been found there. It's happened twice in the past two weeks. Parents say Parks and Rec has come out to clean the equipment, but not very thoroughly. 
kids accidentally track it around or get it on their hands when they pick up, say, a T-shirt they found on the ground and find that its underside is contaminated. Arlington County Police say they'll step up patrols of the park, parks and rec, as it'll try to do a better job of cleaning up after. Here's your weekly Fandango movie roundup. Suicide Squad was the top movie again for the third straight week. It raked in another $21 million. Despite the bad reviews, moviegoers have gobbled it up to the tune of over a half billion dollars worldwide. Seth Rogen's Sausage Party was number two for the second straight week. Jonah Hill's War Dogs opened in the number three spot, followed by Kubo and the Two Strings. This week's big story is the failure of the new Ben-Hur, which opened at fifth place and a deeply disappointing $11 million. The remake is aimed at Christians, but was marketed as an action movie. For your local theaters and showtimes, previews, tickets, and so much more, and to support this free news, please use and bookmark the Fandango link you'll find at buzzburbank.com. Actor Jack Riley has died at 80 from pneumonia. Although he had roles on different strokes in Night Court, Riley was best known either as the deadpan cynical patient on the Bob Newhart show or as Stu Pickles in Rugrats and All Growed Up. Jack Riley was also in Mel Brooks movies, including High Anxiety and Spaceballs. And finally, in Sydney, Australia, veterinary specialists have successfully removed from the belly of a six-month-old puppy a large serrated steak knife. They removed it by slowly drawing the knife handle first back up the dog's esophagus. I've never seen anything like it, said one of the specialists. He should have been in Gurdaspur, India then. There, surgeons labored to remove 40 metal knives from a patient who'd been swallowing them for two months. The 42-year-old man is not a performer. He apparently suffers from an impulse control disorder, a mental illness. He told the doctors he had a wild urge to consume metal. He also ate folded knives, unfolded knives, and knives that were rusted and broken. He has since thanked the doctors for saving his life and apologized to his family. But he'll have to see a psychiatrist before he goes free again. One of the surgeons who removed the 40 knives said what the Australian veterinarian had said. I've never seen anything like it. I'm Buzz Burbank. Thank you for listening. And thanks for supporting the shows and sponsors at BuzzBurbank.com. I'll be back tomorrow with another Buzz Burbank News and Comments. The preceding presentation was brought to you by The Realm Network.